You are now listening to the Geeky Natural Mom podcast, a podcast of encouragement, awareness, and motivation, and where positivity is the best policy with your host, Yasmin Nicole. Hey, hey, my positive beings. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing great with every show. You already know I got to start off the show with gratitude. So thank you so much for your love and support. And today we're going to do another autism update. And for you new listeners, I always do an autism update um, when it comes to my kids. Like what change, uh, all of the things, all the transitions we're going to talk about today in this episode. So enjoy, guys. I want to talk about first uh, the transitions that have been happening with the children. Now the kids are all in school. Maya is in middle school. Thomas is in a full day program at another school in a different district. And Austin is at a school as well, but as a half day. So basically with Austin, he's doing the same program that Thomas did um, at his uh, previous school. So it's a, it was a little easier this time around because I knew what to expect. Like when I started, like, um, you know, getting the services, making sure that they're all enrolled in school, because as I explained in the other episodes that when you uh, like have a diagnosis you usually start with early intervention so with early intervention is basically what it is early intervention then they see if you get if your child has a diagnosis and if they have a diagnosis what's the next step so the next step would be out of the I don't know it depends on like your state or whatever but for my state is birth to three and then from you know I think it's like three to four I believe um, it's a uh, preschool and they have like autism support um, classes at the school so yeah it's, it was a little bit easier this time like I said it was because um, I expected it and it was smoother and but with Austin it was a lot of like more uh, transitioning because he had added on diagnosis and things like that, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, and he needed more evaluations and then he had surgery and all those things. So like those aspects were like a little bit more challenging, but it turned out for the best. So I'm happy that we got everything done. So yes. So as I said, like probably like a few seconds ago, Austin had surgery because of his hearing. I think I talked about that in the last update. He did get the surgery. He did phenomenal with the surgery. He did so, 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 so well. I'm so proud of him. Uh, the people were just amazing. The support was amazing. Like I was, I was nervous more about the surgery because of surgery. Like, of course, you're going to be nervous, you know, with your kid getting surgery and stuff like that. And um, I just wanted him to be okay. And 
I'm happy to report that since the surgery, he's been doing well. Like his sleeping has been better. Like he's not snoring anymore. Um, it's less head banging, but it's still kind of there. But I think that's just like a part of like his stomach and stuff like that with the head banging. We're still working with that with the OT. So, you know, that that's a that's gonna take time. But um, he got surgery on uh, his adenoids, got his adenoids removed, and he also got tubes in his ears. So um, I think the tubes have done so much of a difference with his hearing and like how he like pay attention. It's like he really like did a whole 360 from when um early intervention started and then we started this process until now like it's a totally different kid and i want to get into like my early intervention process with austin because like i really had a problem with like the communication and stuff like that so when we um started with the evaluation for early interventions um it was very confusing because I was trying to understand what the evaluator was saying to me. And then when we came up with the plan, like she kind of like worded it differently. How I like the goals, like I, like I didn't say that and that's not what I wanted in the goals. So when the, the therapist came in, it was a little different because they were going off of but what the goals were that the original original evaluator wrote. So it was uh, it was just a lot confusing. I felt like nothing was really happening, and I had to work really hard myself with like kind of pushing the therapist to um, really like work like do their job. And I'm not saying that they weren't doing their job, but you know I think with these uh therapists they kind of like put their put their clients in like a same category and then like Austin you know his attention span is probably only a few seconds and then you know he don't want to pay attention he wants to do his own thing like he's very independent so like we're working on ways for him to kind of get his attention a little bit and really seeing you know what's going on you know that's like I said that really took a long time and it's I, I would say more so myself working on that than the therapist and I like hate bashing people and I don't want this to seem like I'm bashing the therapist but um it really was hard and I felt like we wasn't on the same page especially with the um the case manager because when we go through these things like with early intervention and having the team like the team has to be on the same page and I didn't feel like we weren't on the same page it was miscommunication and um some things were happening as far as the case management goes because she's no longer there my case got switched to supervisor and then there was kind of like a language barrier with the accents and stuff and then um trying to understand my needs and then I had to switch out therapists and then once they both like like two of the therapists had dropped out for some reason they, they said that I wasn't really engaging in the um sessions but 
here's the thing. If I'm not engaging in the sessions, you're not suggesting anything. Like everything you suggest does not work or you suggest something that doesn't work for my child. So I had to find things that really, you know, worked for Austin. So you can't just like suggest something and think like, oh, this is going to work because, you know, Austin has this type of stimming and it will help with that stimming. No, it doesn't work like that. So I, I'm kind of glad it was kind of like a blessing in disguise that everything got switched because the new therapist came in and it worked out perfectly. Uh, Austin started to like pay attention more and was really invested in a therapist and wanted to see what was going on. And um, he learned a lot now. He's like, starting to color and he really likes coloring you know that that helps with his attention span he loves letters he loves numbers like Austin and I we practice numbers and letters so much because as I said previously in the episodes that everything is like repetition so if you keep doing things at repetition and keeping things in a routine then you know it will work out for the child so I'm really glad like now he's seeing his ABCs and singing like he's singing more and um um counting to 10 and um counting backwards from 10 to 1 and stuff like that um he's starting like like he has his favorites and then like he's like starting to show the stuff that he wants the stuff that he likes the stuff that he doesn't like um now we're working on like doing pecs i also talked about pecs before so we're kind of slowly working on that and um i'm like i said i'm really proud of austin's like out of like all three of the kids austin had the most um like improved transitions and you know really getting to like really just the transitions were like most improved and he really like pushed the grain when it came to you know when it was time for him to like start school and stuff like that and I'm really proud of Austin because it was a long time coming and and I wanted to mention back to the while we're still talking about the early intervention in Austin I also felt like with the earlier intervention, like they work for the client, which is, you know, Austin is a client. Austin, you know, they work for Austin. And I feel like with these people, they need to really figure out what's best for the client. And they need to figure out, like, you know, really work with the parent and see what the problem is. Again, I'm not saying like the previous team was bad, but sometimes like it doesn't work. Sometimes the chemistry doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, it, it just doesn't work. So I'm just kind of glad I really like, and then I already knew, you know, what was expected with earlier intervention because I've done it with Thomas and I kind of knew like, okay, well, this is not working. This is not working. Let's turn this around. Then, you know, as, as I said, the other therapist canceled. So, you know, it is what it is. And my apologies if you heard that truck 
going by. I will try to uh, tune out the background noise as much as possible with music. So my apologies again about the really loud truck. My neighborhood is like real like as it's a quiet neighborhood where I live, but like a lot of like industrial trucks and stuff like that come down this block. School um school buses and the trains and things like that. So like even though it's a quiet neighborhood, it still is a little noisy due to the fact that it's so many trucks that ride by here. And then I live near like a, uh, a steel mill. So it's a lot of things going on over there. So again, my apologies if you hear like the um, background noise. And also like if you hear like planes going by, there's an airport near me and stuff like that. So again, my apologies to the background noise. So um, we also started with uh, Austin. We've done like um, outside of like therapy like occupational therapy and um physical therapy and speech um at a facility which he really enjoyed i i think he liked the point of us like riding to because he loves cars and like any type of transportation he loves um he likes going there and um and it's like a really big place. It, it, it's a clinic, but it doesn't look like a clinic. It's like a big playground. So he got to run around. He got to play. And what was really interesting about Austin being there is that he started paying attention to the children. Like he started doing parallel play. Parallel play is basically where a child is like side by side with another child. And they're kind of somewhat playing together. That's very good in um child development so i started him seeing him like engage in parallel play looking at other kids kind of playing with other kids somewhat so that was really cool to um see when when we started at this facility and it's a really great facility they have like different activities different programs and it's for um school age kids and things like that and they have like saturday hours so like i was really excited um when uh i was suggested to go there because it was something different for us and it was nice to get out and you know experience these things so he goes there twice a week um he goes there twice a week and he has school uh four times a week so you know it's pretty busy there um the only problem that i have is like the transportation because it's like 20 minutes away and sometimes it's a little difficult to get there and like once you have the appointment you have the appointment that's the only real issue i have but other than that it's a really um great facility um for kids it, it really really is i really like it and i'm trying to make sure i cover everything but yeah you you really see um austin personality now he is such a ham he's so funny and he is so mischievous like if he knows he's not doing he's not supposed to do something like he'll look at you and smile and he has like the most like <laughs> like charming smile so it's like oh you're so cute but you know you're not supposed to be doing this so <laughs> he gets me every time and um yeah so you're starting to see his personality more um he uh like like i said he loves to count and um he loves music like 
we still do the dance parties not as much now because like life got a little busy more busy for us but he still loves doing the dance parties and singing and like everybody loves him like his personality is so bubbly and fun like Austin out of all the three is probably like the most bubbly and fun and outgoing out of all three of my kids Thomas is more reserved quiet observant you know uh type kid and Maya is more like witty and um artistic creative you know has a broad imagination like Maya's that type of kid so like they all have their own personalities and now within the last few months like it's starting to show a little bit more and with Austin he's engaging more with Thomas like the whole brother dynamic it's like it's like it's is really starting to seep in, seep in like the sibling thing because one minute like they'll love each other, they'll hug each other, but then at the same time they'll fight each other. <laughs> like especially Austin and Thomas, like they will literally fight, like fight, fight, and I have to like break them up. But you know that's it's a sibling thing, so it's a nice interaction to see the um, the kids interacting, you know, as siblings. So it's like building a dynamic there. And I'm just really happy to see it. Like I said, so with Thomas, um, as I said earlier, Thomas is at a different school district in a different school. And the transition with Thomas has been really, really good. And I'm so proud. I was a little nervous because you know, with the half day, you're only there for at least two and a half hours. So he's used to being at the school for two and a half hours and then coming home. And then, you know, we do our stuff at home, but now he's literally there, like having lunch, um, you know, interacting with other, with other children and stuff like that. So, um Thomas wasn't really doing that as much like at his other school but here like Thomas has friends now I actually got a uh like an alert from his teacher and what I like about uh uh, Thomas's teacher she um uses this app called Blooms B-L-O-O-M-Z and we enter it's kind of like a social media for the classroom and the parent so you can see what the kids are doing and she shows us how to do the things that they do at the school at home and she gave Thomas a textbook and we were working on a textbook which is awesome he's starting to use the textbook a little bit more and um with that with the app boom just like she'll post pictures of what thomas is doing and um like if there's a theme because it's usually like a theme every week i think last week it was uh pumpkins and leaves yep it was pumpkins and leaves and then uh this week was um it's a halloween like it's been like fall halloween type themes the whole month of october I think this month, I mean, I'm sorry, this week was um, a book that they were reading. They uh, had, they, that's the theme for this week. So 
yeah it's pretty cool to interact on there and she was telling me that Thomas is interacting more with his classmates um he has friends there he was saying hi to his friends and Thomas is quiet like Thomas says work like Tom, people think that Thomas doesn't really like talk but he like talks like but he's very quiet so when when I heard that he was like interacting with you know his friends at school it was pretty cool because at home he talks and he sings but it's more it's not like in sentences or anything like that it's more of like you know Thomas singing like he sings like songs repetitively like he says words or like he's starting to repeat a lot so like I had to be careful with what I say and do he doesn't really repeat like the stuff that I say but he repeats like the stuff that he watches so he watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse so now he's singing like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme all the time and he'll sing the hot dog song and kind of like get real excited and when Thomas gets excited he'll jump up and down and flap his arms so that means that he's really excited so people don't see that you know like if he's at school or if he's in a different like setting because he's so reserved but like if he's in his comfort zone he's definitely going to do it so the updates that I've been getting for Thomas him really like getting out of his comfort zone and like interacting with the kids and um you know really being excited about you know the things that they're doing in class and stuff like that is really mind-blowing <laughs> it really really is so I'm really happy for um the transitions with with Thomas with Austin I guess but I, I keep saying that because you guys don't have no idea how tough it was when we first and I and you guys I'm not going to say you guys don't understand because like I've been like pretty much been keeping you updated on it but like actually like being here being in the flesh like actually seeing it like you guys don't understand and it means a lot to me the hard work that I do and I beat myself up a lot you know with the stuff that I do as a parent because you feel like you're not really um like in like in there's a lot, a lot of engagement because you're trying to really invest in what your child is doing and the things that you're trying to teach them so I felt like it was really I wasn't getting anywhere I beat myself up a lot and then it's a lot of hurdles that we're still trying to um like go over so it's I, i'm uh like when i hear stuff like that from the teachers it's just like you're, you're talking about my kid especially austin austin you know he trained like i told you about his transition he, the teacher said that he sat down and um and followed the routine i said we talking about the same austin you you talking about my son austin because austin don't sit down when he's at home like he's all over the place running around the house destroying stuff so when she told me that i'm like are we talking about the same kid even with thomas i'm like we're talking about the same kid so 
even Maya too. It's just like they have like this diff like this different personality when they go to school. Maya is a whole different person when she goes to school. And um when she comes home, I'm like, and they say Maya is an angel. And I'm like, y'all talking about the same Maya that I can't really get together. You know, gotta tell her to do her chores 20 times a day. The same Maya. Y'all, y'all talk about the same person. So <laughs> it's just really funny how like you think that you're not really instilling things in your children and once they go out into the world they surprise you you know what i'm saying so it's just wild so um we're still working with thomas we're still working on his tantrums i think his tantrums and his meltdowns have gotten worse for the most part now he's like throwing throwing things and like hitting hitting and fighting and I'm trying to find any like common like stuff to help calm him down I'll sometimes pick him up and hug him just give him a hug because he really loves hugs Thomas out of the three is the most affectionate towards me like he'll follow me around and want to know what I'm doing seeing what I'm doing and stuff like that so he's like the most affectionate so i'll pick him up and give him a hug because he'll appreciate that hug and thomas like i said like he's like he's just the protector he's always following me around and he's starting to uh like kind of have this thing where he wants to help so He'll pick, like, if he sees me cleaning up, he'll pick up the toys, put them back. If he drops something on the floor, he'll pick it up and put it back. If he see, like, if he drops some type of, like, paper that's trash, like, he'll, like, pick it up and throw it in the trash and stuff like that. If, um, if he sees me cleaning, he'll give me the vacuum, which is funny, or he'll give me the broom. And, like, he'll try to help me, like, vacuuming and stuff like that. He helps me cook sometimes and and bake. Like, um, we made a cake recently, and he helped me crack the eggs. Like, he likes cracking the eggs for me. So, like I said before, it's crazy how kids, like, they're, like, how they evolve within a month. Sometimes, like, even a day, like, how they evolve into little people like my kids are little people independent people that um can do things for themselves like Thomas will like get up and like he'll try to like brush his teeth now like himself and before it was a fight to get him to brush his teeth Austin too he's a little like he's he's trying to he's he's letting me brush his teeth a little bit so which is good and Austin's drinking out of a cup now like a regular like kick like a small kick cup before because like I've been trying to like get him off the sippy cups and stuff like that now he's drinking regular cups Thomas is more lenient you know to try new foods where Austin is probably the pickiest out of the three um and I just want I'm gonna do two parts of this because I want to like get all the boy stuff out of the way because Maya in the second segment I want to just talk about just Maya because it's a lot so 
that's why I'm like going back and forth with Thomas and Austin. So like they have their like I'm speaking I'm speaking um more on the kid if that makes sense. Like the like with one kid's like process, I wanna speak on everything and with another like I hope that makes sense to you guys. I just want to make sure that I'm equally putting out the things that each kid is doing. So like one kid is doing, probably doing more than the other, or it's equal where Thomas and Austin is more kind of an equal thing. And I can talk more like with them together because it's different. Um, with the boys than it is with Maya. So in the second segment, I'll talk about Maya. Back to Thomas and Austin. Thomas and Austin. Uh, I, I was talking about <laughs> y'all, and that's the thing too. Like my brain, it just be all over the place. Like it really be all over the place trying to like <laughs> make sure that I'm keeping up with everything. And it probably shows when I do these episodes. It's not intentional that I do that. It's just literally like my brain is on go a thousand miles per minute. So thank you for supporting me with that and understanding. So yeah. But with Thomas, like he's he's more like like I said, the sincere one, he's starting to help more with chores and cooking. And, um, I'm still trying to like separate Thomas from like with the sleep thing. Cause he'll co-sleep with me, but now he's starting to sleep in the other room and not really cry as much. So we've been working on that. Um, Austin is doing better with his sleep. He's sleeping longer and it's easier for him to get up in the morning when I have to wake him up because now he's starting to understand that there's an actual routine. Like literally today when I woke him up, he he usually cries and screams. But like today he was really good. He smiled and was like, he kind of understand like, oh, I'm going to school today. So, you know, everything's good. So he did really well. So the boys transitioned. It's been a lot of transitions. And as you see more of their personalities, Thomas is saying more words. Thomas is saying more words and um, starting to like dig into different languages like Spanish and Mandarin. And I want to make like little cars with like the different languages on there. I think he would love that. Um, he really enjoys the both uh, Thomas and Austin enjoy the Endless Reader app. And like you can um, do the letters and words together and stuff like that. They really enjoy that um, app. So it's really, 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 really good. And one more thing I want to speak on about the boys before I get into Maya is that the boys are doing much better in public, much, much better in public. And I think they're anticipate. They know like when it's time to go especially like if I put their clothes on they know like oh we're leaving out we're doing something we're going out so like they know 
you know, they're, they're anticipating that they're going somewhere, which is pretty cool to see. And they love being outside. They love traveling. Did I tell? No, I didn't tell you guys. We went to our first wrestling show not too long ago and the kids loved it. I think they're used to, you know, the wrestling because I watch it at home. But they, I didn't expect them to, like, really sit and engage, which was pretty dope. Um, Austin sat on my lap for the most part because he was kind of nervous with, like, the loud noises and stuff like that. But he really enjoyed it. He had, like, his favorites, like, he really got excited for. And Thomas uh, was dancing to the music because we play, like, the themes a lot. So he was dancing to, like, some of the themes that we play at home. Maya, like, really engaged, uh, made a friend there that they still talk to this day, um, which was really nice. And... It was really a great time and that was the first time I really like took them out and we were out past bedtime really took them out of their comfort zone with like going to an event like that so definitely we're gonna do more of those types of events to see how it is and then most of the events are sensory inclusive so it's a little bit more easier for me to kind of handle the kids while and what I mean by handle, like if they have a meltdown, if they need something, that's what I mean by handle. Um, I'm able to handle it better going somewhere. And then I know like what triggers them. I know um, what they like, what they don't like and what I need to keep an eye out for. So it's a little bit easier than in the beginning. I didn't have an idea and I was overwhelmed. So having that first big outing really like showed me what I need to do for next time and stuff like that it it was it was really great experience and I'm so happy the kids had a wonderful time so that was great and looking forward to more events so I you can like tell I'm like beaming because the the changes most of the changes have been really positive and really just like over the top meaning that like it's been like overwhelmingly happy and joy and stuff like that just to kind of see it you know and I keep saying that because like I'm really like speechless and don't I don't believe it. We worked hard on this for over a year. And in November, it'll be a year since Austin got diagnosed. So just a transition from last year to this year. And even with the kids, it'll be two years in December. Just a transition from almost two years ago to now. It's it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's really, really crazy. And I'm really... And I need, like, again, I need to stop beating myself up about thinking that I'm not doing enough. I know, uh, and people tell me you're doing the best you can, you know, you're doing what you know, and I have to really, like, put that in my head that I'm doing the best I can. I'm really working hard. I'm really trying to make things happen for your kids, making sure they have the resources, making sure that... I'm in a good mental space and with that I started 
going to therapy and when we think about like going to therapy and how it works for people I really didn't want to be like the extremist when it comes to being a parent like I know I have flaws and it's no I know I have stuff I need to fix I know you know this will affect my children and you guys know um the situations that I've been through I talked about it in previous episodes like I wanted to make sure that I am a good parent to my children I don't want to be the perfect parent but I want to make sure that I'm doing my job to make sure that my kids are great and I've I've gone to therapy I've been I went to a few sessions like the sessions has been really good I've been able to get things off my chest a lot and with me going to therapy I really like started to see like like really looked at myself you know just looked at myself and really see what triggers what triggers me what bothers me you know, what do I need to do? How can I fix this? I get frustrated easily. How can I change that behavior? What makes what triggers me to be frustrated? What triggers me to be patient? And people say that I have like the most, I don't know, they really applaud me for my patience. And it, it's a it, it really takes a lot to have patience and to really adapt. to to keep that patience because the smallest thing can piss you off at the bottom of a hat and it can be something so small and it piss you off so I think it's the difference between being patient and being frustrated because for me it's more frustration than patience like I got the patience thing down pack it's frustration I know I get frustrated I get frustrated myself I you know I, I I really push myself to the limit sometimes and that causes me to be overwhelmed and I don't want to be that parent that takes my shit that I'm going through out on my kids it's a lot of generational curses that I'm trying to break. I'm trying to make sure I'm transparent with my kids. I'm trying to make sure that I'm honest with my kids. And I'm going to speak about like the, the transparent and honest thing with Maya in a, in a few minutes. But um, I want to make sure that I'm transparent and honest as possible. Um, that I'm well-rounded. I'm resourceful. I'm all these things, but I have to, it has to start here mentally. And I know with my mental illness, I need to really be accountable for my actions and how I treat my children. And the craziest thing that my, my children's case manager said, for you to have a mental illness and for you to deal with what you dealt with I applaud you a lot because a lot of people fold and I don't know how you had that strength because some after people don't survive from that people would need medication and I surprised myself because I don't know how I was able to get out of those situations I don't know how I was able to get out of my breakup I don't know how I was able to deal with the struggles and still somewhat dealing with the struggles of being a autism parent and a single parent, you know, pretty much holding the weight for 
everyone. Like I am command central. I am Siri. I am the everything to my kids and I need to be healthy for my kids and I need to take myself seriously when it comes to my kids and what I mean by that is if I don't take myself seriously then my kids won't take take me seriously and that's where transparency comes in with being a parent and if you can't be transparent with your kids then it's no what are you doing as a parent you know and I think that causes a lot of friction with like other people because if you are being transparent and you're letting not letting but if you are doing something differently with your children that may be weird or may not fit the society mold people look at you funny and I'm like well if you can't be yourself as a parent meaning that if you can't show yourself being in a vulnerable state or you can't apologize for you know hurting your child's feelings then you're still living in that generational curse that we know from our parents I don't recall my mom or my dad apologizing if they said something that hurt my feelings or if I feel offended by something I didn't get that I didn't get that at all so I want to make sure if I am out of line and I let my anger get the best of me that I'm apologizing even if my kids don't understand what the apology is I'm still apologizing for the the stuff that I say or do that might hurt them or offend them because I owe them that that's what being a transparent a transparent parent means say that three times fast a transparent parent means and that's what a well-rounded parent means and with the limited resources I have and most parents have you have to work with what you got and you have to research And you know what? People don't have that resourceful mindset, but it is important to be resourceful, especially in the PC world that we live in and in how society is today. You have to be resourceful. It doesn't matter who you are, parent, no parent. It does not matter. You have to be resourceful. You have to research. You have, you have to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I've always been resourceful since I was a kid. Like, my mom instilled that in me from a child. And I want my kids to be resourceful, especially Maya. Because when she go out in the real world, she has to understand that it's different being in the outside world where it is you being at home and I explain this to her all the time about being a young black woman in America I'm like I really like try to instill that who you are as a person in America means a lot 
It means a lot, especially what's going on today. And I want you to be resourceful. And I want you to speak up and use your voice. I want you to use your creativity for good. I want you to use your service. Because as I say in majority of these episodes, we are designed to be people of service. That we are servants in this world. And we do not use our service to help other people. We're steady complaining and and competing with people. And I tried to tell Maya, listen, I know, and and some kids don't understand Maya, you know, her diagnosis and they'll tease her and and they'll say mean things. And I have to tell, I said, Maya, you have to understand these kids do not know what autism is they don't know how to cope so it's easy like cope meaning that they don't know what to expect when it comes you know with a child with autism so they don't know and they don't know what people go through like these kids are really cruel and and it's so heartbreaking to see the news and these children are doing these like doing harm to themselves like that i'm so scared for my daughter because these kids are cruel and it's not their fault it's not their fault that they believe these things ignorance is taught you're not born with ignorance you don't know what the child is going through that child might need guidance that child might need help you never know in these situations you never know that's why I don't judge children and I don't judge their situation because I don't know but you're not going to harm my child you're not going to be disrespectful to my child period it starts with the parents it starts with the parents if we want to build a world of transparency transparency is the word of the day okay guys with transparency and being kind and showing each other love because it's important it's important those things that they might say to Maya that they really hurt her feelings or they really hurt another kid's feelings, these things that they say. And they feel like they can't talk to their parents and really say the things that's on their mind because they feel like they're being judged. And that's where I come in and tell her, look, it's all right. You can talk to me. And if you feel like you can't talk to me, we'll find somebody who can talk to you. You can talk to the counselor. If you don't feel comfortable talking to me, you have to put different avenues out for your child instead of shutting them down and saying okay well it's going to be all right no we have to show these children that they are different avenues to help them and it's up to the parent to really show support and then we hear about the child or the news the parent is confused like oh well why they didn't come to me because you didn't you didn't let them they couldn't So I'm really working on keeping an open mind and being open to talk about things with Maya and really pushing, and I don't even want to push, but really push that I want to be there for you. I want you to come to me with everything that you're going through, you know, and 
I was a teenager once. I know what's going on. Maya just, you know, she's going through puberty. She just uh, started her menstrual menstrual cycle. I'm sorry if that's TMI, but Maya is going through a lot of changes that she doesn't understand. So I have to stay on top and make sure that she's able to comprehend what's going on with her body, what's going on with the kids at school, because, you know, you know, the, the kid kid you know they're dating at 11 12 years old they're having sex at 11 and 12 years old i am i make sure i talk to maya about sex about consent parents we need to talk about sex and consent i don't want you know my mom did not talk to me about sex or consent okay we have to shit you gotta start at fucking nine sorry for length but seriously you have to start at nine years old because you the, the kids are they're they're they can see so much with the internet and everything like you have to have these conversations with your child about sex about consent and 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 um uh, social media. I literally had a conversation two days ago about Maya and social media. I had to ban her off of, uh, she made a Snapchat and I'm like, you have to be 13 to make a, my daughter's 11. You're be 12 in January. She made a Snapchat and I'm telling her, Maya, you have to be 13 to be on social media. And even that I don't really, I don't feel comfortable with you being on social media because of everything that's going on when i was 11 12 we didn't have all that stuff facebook came later and black planet black planet and all those other stuff that we had came later so they're exposed to instagram and snapchat and facebook and uh tiktok and all these things and it's so easy for these predators to come you know do all these terrible things to these kids because it's easy to hack and and persuade it's it's so easy and and i and mine's like okay mom okay mom i want her to understand the severity of the dangers in social media the dangers of you being outside and not telling me where you're going because it human trafficking is real and it's and all these kids are going missing and we don't know what's going on and i'm literally sitting here with tears in my eyes because i really I really want to protect my kids so bad from all the dangers that are going on, but I can't. I have to put them out in the real world. I have to instill real values to my kids, especially Maya, because she is a black woman in America. She is a woman in America, okay? I have to tell Maya, put your shirt down. Like, I'm seeing these things because it's perverts out there. Like, I, I'm, the stuff that I'm seeing, I, I, but I always covered, like, my, when I was little, my, I covered my, myself up and stuff like that. But I had to tell her, I said, Maya, put your, Maya is, like, has a, has a body. And I had to tell her, Maya, put your shirt down. Maya, don't wear that. Like, I'm not saying it, you know, saying she can't. I'm saying it because it's real. 
it, it, it's not like how it was when I was growing up. Like it's real people out here that prey on children. So I'm big on like saying this stuff every day. I um I'm big on telling, you know my daughter about the dangers of everything i'm like i said i want to be transparent because you need to be in this day and age with your kids and maya argues with me a lot about um about things and she shuts me out but i'm not i i be wanting to give up sometimes because i get so mad and frustrated but i want her to know that i am here i am here for her it is really it's really like heartbreaking that i literally like have anxiety attacks when she freaks out or doesn't do what she's told to do and wants to talk back and all those things because i'm just trying to help her when I did that stuff with my parents, with my mom, like, I didn't understand. Like, now I understand growing up and been through the things that I went through, you know? And um, I really, the stuff, the experiences that I went through, I don't want her to have those experiences, you know? And... I want her to see harm or anything like that. I'm saying things so you're able to survive and be a well-rounded citizen in this world. Who knows what happens? You know, she's 11 now. She'll be 16 soon. She'll be 18 soon. And it's a lot of stuff that she still don't know and understand. And I'm trying to make it as how should I put this make it as smooth as possible telling her things without overwhelming her because she gets so overwhelmed so easily so I really not sugarcoat it like that's one thing I don't do I don't sugarcoat anything when it comes to my kids but really make her not make her but try to get her to understand the things that are going on and the things you know to to help her I didn't have that a lot and I didn't listen either I I just don't want her to be in that same type of path or go down that same type of path that I was on and uh and I'm and, and I and I know that I have to work on the things with me getting frustrated with her because I get really angry and my anger is more towards of like damn like this is the shit that I was doing that my mom would majority not all of it but like this is this was the shit that my mom was saying and my mom told me that when you have a daughter, you going to see. And she was right. She was right. And I'm going to do my best to really go against the grain and go hard for my daughter because I see her potential. Parents, please go hard for your kids because 
You know their potential. You know what they can do. You know they can grind. You you know the potential. As I said in the last update, I do not want people to feel sorry for my kids. I don't want people to feel like my kids are a statistic. I don't want anybody trying to take advantage of my kids because my kids are able to do the same things that regular kids can do probably a little bit differently but I when I see my kids I see a different perspective on how the world works and I think that's how most autism parents see or any special needs parents see their kids they see their kid as a different perspective on life when I see my kids I I see how I've thought of life and how I didn't think that nothing else mattered all that shit went out the window like I have life with my children I see the things I can do with our journey and to make it a platform and be a person of service I see that and my and I thank my children every day for showing me that I really do. I'm and I and I tell people all the time, I am nothing without my kids. And I mean that. I mean that. I mean I'm nothing without my kids because I'm able to be fearless. Be fearless in their advocacy and do more things to help my kids and other people, you know, with this podcast and like all the stuff that I'm trying to do. They are the reason that I thrive in my life. They are the reason. So I I owe everything to God and the universe, of course, but mainly my kids because I am nothing. I'm nothing without them. And I mean that with my whole heart. And and I'm going to say it again. I am so proud of my kids i am so proud of the transitions that they've made um we we have um aba services now um the kids will get wrap around and things like that so i'm excited we're starting that process the kids have a case manager um they want to learn different things they want to do different things so i'm just i'm so proud of these changes these positive changes these great changes that the kids have been having like that means so much no matter what or who try like if i don't have anyone in my life i know i have my kids my kids got my back and i got theirs and that's for life so I'm excited for what's to come within the next few months. I'm excited the next year. I'm my kids are going to excel and my kids are going to marvel because of my transparency, me pushing to get my shit together and make sure that I'm good for my kids. So that's it (laughs) that's it i hope you enjoyed this episode today i love you guys so much and i'll see you next time on the podcast peace and love positivity is the best policy bye
Thank you for tuning in today. If you like what you hear and want to support this podcast, please click the link in the show notes. Also follow us on social media. This podcast was created and produced by Yasmin Nicole of Geeky Natural Mind Media and also distributed in sponsorship with Anchor. And for next time, shine your light.